This is Weekend Edition on WNYC. Good morning, I'm David Furt. Sit down and shut up. I have no interest in answering your question. You know, some may go down tonight, but it ain't gonna be jobs, sweetheart. Sometimes people need to be told to sit down and shut up. I could say it really nicely. I could say it in the way that you all might be more comfortable with. You conduct yourself like that in a courtroom, your rear end's gonna get thrown in jail, idiot. I'm a nice guy. Ask anybody. Well, not anybody, but... Damn, man, I'm governor. Could you just shut up for a second? Smiles we gave to one another. Tuesday is the final day in office for New Jersey's ferociously ambitious and sometimes just ferocious governor, Chris Christie. He went from soaring heights of popularity in the state after Hurricane Sandy to the lowest approval rating of any governor in state history in the wake of Bridgegate, Beachgate, and his endorsement of Donald Trump. We're joined by two people who spent a heck of a lot of time covering the man over the last eight years. WNYC's Matt Katz, who lived the Chris Christie beat and broke so many stories about Bridgegate and beyond, and New Jersey Public Radio Managing Editor Nancy Solomon. Welcome. Thanks so much, David. Hi, David. And uh, this is a mini reunion of the Christie Tracker podcast. Um, Matt, now that you've been out of the Christie game for a while, looking back over the last eight years, what moments really stand out for you? The first comes a few days after Superstorm Sandy. This was, remember, less than a week before the 2012 presidential election. Christie had been campaigning all over the country for Mitt Romney. And yet, after the storm, the biggest natural disaster ever to affect his state, he presents himself as a truly bipartisan figure. It was a remarkable uh, moment, and it was really the reason why New Jersey, for a time, fell so in love with this guy. And the moment that really crystallizes this came right after President Obama visited Christie at the Jersey Shore. They took a tour of the damage. And the next morning, Chris Christie goes on Fox and Friends. And this is so significant, considering that Fox and Friends is the current president's favorite show. Uh, He goes on Fox News, goes on The Morning, show and they say to him now that president obama has visited the jersey shore are you going to invite mitt romney considering the elections on tuesday are you going to invite him to the jersey shore and he's got that raggedy fleece he was wearing for the storm and he just looks into the camera and then he says i have no idea nor am i the least bit concerned or interested I've got a job to do here in New Jersey that's much bigger than presidential politics, and I could care less about any of that stuff. I have a job to do. I've got 2.4 million people out of power. Um, I've got devastation on the shore. I've got floods in the northern part of my state. If you think right now I give a damn about presidential politics, then you don't know me. That moment of honesty, that moment of like angry honesty made New Jersey think he only cared about New Jersey and he didn't give a damn about politics. It was a remarkable moment and I think a big reason why he won with such a large uh, um, margin in his reelection bid the following year. Uh, The other two quick moments that I'll mention because they signify what's changed so dramatically about Chris Christie is when he nominated a... Indian-born Muslim-American to a judgeship, uh, Sohail Muhammad. He was criticized from the right for appointing somebody who was going to implement Islamic Sharia law in the state of New Jersey, and he pushed back so hard against that. He called people who say that crazies. He said it was 
internet BS. He called it crap and insulting. It was a pushback against xenophobia and racism from a leading Republican figure. And it was remarkable because it's it's the kind of thing that we have not seen since from him or his colleagues on the right side of the aisle. That kind of pushback, Matt, seems a a long way in the rearview mirror at this point. Absolutely does. It was a, uh, I think, Chris Christie's genuine self at the time, but politics in this country changed and his politics changed along with it. And he made a calculation that uh, that wasn't the kind of straight talk that people wanted to hear. So when he ran for president, he talked about keeping two-year-old orphaned Syrian Muslims out of the country because they could be terrorist threats. The fact is that we need appropriate vetting. And I don't think orphans under five um, are being, you know, should be admitted into the United States at this point. He talked about tracking immigrants like FedEx packages, that sort of very passionate pushback against xenophobia and nativism that we saw from Chris Christie early on in his career in New Jersey absolutely disappeared with the 2016 presidential cycle. And it might have something to do with my third moment that really stands out for me in Chris Christie's career. And this involves me as a secondary character, but this was the first time I asked Christie about Bridgegate. He had never before been asked about it. Uh, The smoking gun email, time for some traffic problems in Fort Lee, had yet to come out. Uh, But I asked him, hey, you know, do you know anything about this strange traffic jam at the George Washington Bridge? I worked the cones, actually, Uh, Matt. Unbeknownst to everybody, I was actually the guy out there. I was in overalls and a hat, so I wasn't, but I actually was the guy working the cones out there. You really are not serious. Uh, Yes, I think we've heard that cut a few times, Matt. Yeah, that might have been the cut that will also be on my tombstone when you come to to visit me (laughs) wherever I might be buried in New Jersey. It was a remarkable moment because we now know that by that point, he had been told by several advisors that, yes, politics was involved in that bridge thing. We know in the least that that's what he knew. So that's the moment. That's the scandal that ruined his career. And that's the scandal that forced him to... Um, become a more conventional Republican. Nancy Solomon, what moments really stick out for you? Well, I I think I'd like to sort of zoom out and say that, you know, for me, I think Chris Christie just is, he's a character writ large. He's like the best characters in fiction in terms of how good he is, his political skills, how charming and charismatic that a lot of people find hard to believe, but it's true. I kind of see him like Tony Soprano in that same way. It's a guy that you love him and you hate him and you toggle back and forth between the two. Um, and, you know, and I love with the the start of the Sopranos each episode where Tony's driving out from the tunnel into New Jersey. And to me, like transportation tells you everything you need to know about this former governor. It was his Achilles heel. Um, He got into trouble over and over again over transportation issues. The worst thing, I think, in my humble opinion, that he did as governor was to cancel the Arc Tunnel. But then, of course, we had Bridgegate. We had Helicopter Gate. Helicopter Gate. That's when he took the helicopter to uh, hit his uh, son's baseball game, right? Exactly. We had him telling a girl at a town hall that his favorite thing about being governor was that they closed down the traffic into the tunnel so that he could drive straight through. And so what better metaphor for life in New Jersey than traffic and transportation woes. So I, I, you know, but to me, it's really, it's all about how 
good of a communicator he is and how personable he is and how in so many of those moments that Matt talked about where he did the right thing and then all of the ways that he just perverted our state government for his own purposes. I think I have this obligation. I want to send a warning out there to New Jerseyans. Um, Chris Christie next week will lose his security detail. That means he will not be driven around by state troopers in an SUV for the first time in eight years. And that's significant because he had 13 tickets as a driver in New Jersey, including six accidents. He once went down the wrong way of a one-way street and collided with a motorcycle, which sent the biker to the emergency room. The biker ended up being okay. This is somebody who might not be the strongest driver. So with Christy back on the road, it could be time for traffic problems in New Jersey once again? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm staying out of Mendham. That's right. Now, during his interview uh, with Matt Arco of New Jersey Advanced Media, Christy said that New Jersey was going to miss him. Nancy, are we going to miss him? I am. I'm definitely going to miss Chris Christie. I feel sad about this. I mean, um, he was a very, very strong adversary, and the sport of covering him was never boring. And I don't think you can say that for a lot of other politicians in our region. Ultimately, he disappointed greatly, but I still have a lot of respect for him, and I am going to miss him. I'll miss the humor. He's a funny politician. He talks a lot of smack to reporters, but often in a way uh, that could be quite humorous. And he did things that were uh, quite, and said things that were quite unreal. You close down the government. I'm getting in those black SUVs with the troopers. I'm going to the governor's residence. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to open a beer. I'm going to order a pizza. I'm going to watch the Mets. <laughs> and... When you decide to reopen the government, give me a call and I'll come back. That entertainment factor alone, uh, New Jersey's going to miss. I mean, the double-edged sword of the tell-it-like-it-is persona. On the one hand, he was marvelously direct and on point and answering questions, unlike any other politician ever does. On the other hand, many of his statements do not hold up to fact-checking. But he was never boring. Well, we mentioned that this is the crew that worked on the Christie Tracker podcast, and all 71 of those episodes are still available online. We have some links up on the uh, This Week in Politics page on WNYC.org. Can you each highlight a, a favorite episode that, that might still have some relevance now? Earlier, I mentioned uh, his defense of his uh, Muslim appointee for a judgeship, and we did a episode called Christie's Bold Defense of Muslim Americans and then put four years ago in parentheses because uh, that episode really looked at what had changed in terms of his relationship with minority communities and his defense of them during the beginning of his time as governor and then his his uh, disappearance as a supporter of them as a presidential candidate. And that episode really crystallizes that. And I see that as a defining feature of what changed with him as a man and a politician over the course of his time in New Jersey. Nancy? One of my favorites was the one when Matt broke down uh, one Christie statement about Bridgegate that, and just phrase by phrase at times, word for word, how it was contradicted by the evidence. I loved that. For me, it is uh, all about Bruce. Uh, th there were obviously episodes that hit on uh, heavier issues, but 
Matt, the episode where you explained the governor's Bruce Springsteen obsession, that is an essential piece of the Christie puzzle. And do you have a latest count on how many Springsteen shows he has uh, seen at this point? I don't. My public records request for that is is still unanswered. However, uh, he has told us that the first thing he's going to do when he gets out of office is to go see Springsteen's new show on Broadway. Look for him there coming next week. Okay, well, once again, you can find links to uh, those episodes at WNYC.org. Manager of uh, All Things New Jersey, Nancy Solomon, and WNYC's Matt Katz, thanks again. Thanks, David. Thank you, David. And Governor Christie, uh, you should really get the last word. Do you have a final comment on leaving office? Just think how much you're going to be missing. You don't have Nixon to kick around anymore. Okay, that that obviously wasn't Chris Christie. Come on, Governor, any last thoughts on your legacy? I have something better to do. I have to rearrange my sock drawer tonight. (laughs) 